0: Click on the Bayou, the Rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and
1: 102.7 FM.
2: To everyone in Southeast Louisiana, it is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Justclair here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. We're going to have a good show planned, and we hope that you guys will stick around and enjoy on this Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, we've got a whole lot to talk about throughout the course of the next 90 minutes or so. We've got Brody Williams, South LaFouche boys basketball coach. Boy, is there anybody happier than Brody right now? His team over at the Thibodeau Holiday Classic. Got a big win over Southside yesterday, and they're going to be moving on to the championship game to take on Ellender tonight over at Thibodeau High School. Um, Then at 12.15, we'll have Taylor Griffin on. Uh, Turtle and I both had a really cool moment and night yesterday together over at Nichols. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about high school hoops and also LSU, LSU, the Saints, and everything in between. We've also got our mailbag loaded up. We've also got betting picks and everything in between. So it'll be a fun Wednesday show, um, kind of setting the stage for you guys, getting us into Thanksgiving. Um, I want to start off the show today by uh, giving a rundown of our local scores here from our area. We start with the girls' basketball scoreboard first. And we see that yesterday, uh, Amit BD St. John, 58-37, to 37, Amit beat South Lafouche a couple days ago, and a lot of folks were saying, oh, is Amit good or are they not good? Let me tell you something. They're beating East St. John. They're really good. So the Lady Tarpons fall to a very quality opponent. Thibodeau, Coach Ashley Adams' crew gets a 46-33 win over Westminster Christian. That's over at the New Iberia Tournament. How about this score? A little bit of a surprise here. The Ellender Patriots, the defending state champions in Class 4A, Get beat 63 to 26 against Wassman over at the Wassman tournament out in Monroe. Lady Patriots, whew, not often that you see them get beat by that. Many points. That's a 37-point loss for Ellen their puts in on him pretty strong. We saw Lutcher, who's now in our local 4-A district. They got a couple of losses. Dunham beat him forty-four to thirty. St. Michael beat him 56 to 26. So Lutcher goes down twice yesterday. South LaFouche bounces back after the loss against a meet that we told you about a second ago. They got a 45 to 40 win over George Washington Carver over at the um, in the Carr tournament, rather. So, a good win for Coach Darian Jenkins and her team. E.D. White goes out to Baton Rouge, takes on University Lab, and gets beat 56 to 37. From what I understand, that game was actually close at halftime before uh, uh, the University Lab team kind of pulled away there. And then. Now we shift gears to the boys scoreboard where we had some very big results uh, yesterday and some uh, some games that I wouldn't say are like a surprise, right? But like we, we're learning a lot about some of these teams. HL Bourgeois is now 0-4. They fall 48-36 to against Central Lafourche. Um, Little surprising. Little surprising that they're struggling so heavily to start the season Though they have played quality competition, Central Lafouche being the latest in a very difficult schedule so far, the Trojans will now um, continue to move forward over at the Thibodeau tournament. Let me tell you who they're gonna be playing today in just a second. Uh but for Henry Lattin and his crew, look, man, he said, Hey, we've got we gotta get rolling. He didn't um he didn't dislike his team's effort. <clears throat> in the first game or first round game against Southside, And like the result, didn't dislike the effort, but they put together another strong performance. They're taking on Astruma today at 3:30. Spoiler alert: um, It's more likely that Astruma doesn't even show up to the game than it is likely that Astruma will beat Central Lafouche. If, and I do think it's a big if, Astruma even makes the trip, Central Lafouche is going to beat the snot out of them today. Saw them in the first game of the tournament. They are far and away the least gifted team that's in the field. Um, let's see. We had Hanville beat John F. Kennedy 66-50 to last night. Good win for the Hanville Tigers. a win on the road, and I believe they – no, not I believe. I know they beat Morgan City. That score is not reported, but Terrebonne gets a win over Morgan City. South Lafouche, one of the big winners last night, man. They got a 56-46 win over Southside a signature win for Coach Brody Williams and his crew, beating a 5A opponent that's going to win a ton of games. A ton of games. They're coached by Todd Russ. For those around the state of Louisiana who know high school basketball, Todd Russ is is one of the dudes, right? He's one of the best that there is. So to beat a Todd Russ team in the early season means you're beating a team that's going to win 20 games, which means you're going to get a hell of a lot of power points from that win. Brandon Daniels, 26 points for South LaFouche. Jacob Curell had a nice night. Hayden Kale Austin LaFont, several other Tarpons pitched in. Whew! A great start to the year for those guys, man. And I, I'm telling you all now, if you're a fan of South LaFouche basketball, I understand some of the issues and some of the challenges, right? Look, it's a pain in the ass going from Galliano to Matthews for home games. I get that. It's a struggle. I deal with it, too. At some point this season, if you're a fan of high school basketball, grab on and start following this boys' team because there's a player on that roster in Brandon Daniels who is the best player this Bayou has seen in a long time. Maybe, not maybe, since Clarence Moore. In the first two games of the year, B.J. scored 30. He scored 26. He's making it look easy. He's playing above the rim. He could score from the three-point line. He could score inside the paint. He could dunk. He could handle the ball. He breaks the press at times when needed to. Um, Explosive, dynamic player, and he's the best that our uh, down the bayou has seen since Clarence Moore. So go on out and treat yourself to that. It's worth the little bit of gas that you're going to burn going to Matthews. It's worth the six, seven bucks that you're going to pay at the gate to get into the game. Go and watch that kid play. Berwick falls to Ascension Episcopal 56-13. So Berwick, after a strong start to the year, suffers a tough one there. Uh, I believe that's the last score on our local scoreboard from last night, and it is. So that sets the scene now for the final day of the Thibodeau. Tournament. As we said in the constellation game, Central will be taking on a struma. Trojans will be heavily favored in that one. Southside versus Thibodeau in the third place game. And then Ellender versus South Lafush in the championship game. That's 3 35 o'clock and 6 30 over at Thibodeau High School. I want to shout out Coach Tony Clark and his staff for doing an outstanding job running that event. And um it's been awesome. I didn't get a chance to make it out there last night, but I made it out there Monday and I will be out there today. Um before our first commercial break, and then out of this break, we'll have a little bit of fun talking about um, Ben Simmons. We got we got some laughs with him. Michael Thomas is still chirping about me on social media, which I think is interesting. Um, but before we do that, I want to sincerely um, send some thanks to a lot of people. I want to thank – last night, the reason why I wasn't at the high school games is because I was blessed and fortunate to broadcast – Nichols State University's game, uh, men's basketball game on ESPN Plus, which was just so cool. And it's the first of many. We're going to be doing a whole lot of Nichols, um, ESPN Plus stuff throughout the course of the year. They got a 97-52 to 52 win against Jarvis Christian. The first thing that I want to do is I want to give my sincere thanks to Jonathan Terrell, the athletic director there, for entrusting me with that opportunity. And then I also like to everybody who sent text messages and words of encouragement throughout the last day or so. I thank you guys so much to everybody who's ever listened to play by play or frankly, anything we've ever done on the radio. I thank you guys so much to all of my teachers that I've ever had in school. We thank you guys so much. Um, You know, family, friends, everybody in between. It's, it's, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing and it's a sign that, um, hard work pays off, man. I've, I've worked really hard. I know people joke Oh man, you take pictures for a living, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of hard work and dedication that goes into what we do. Um, and that was a great experience. And it's the first of hopefully many that we're going to be able to do as uh, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, if you guys are fans of what we do, uh, the, the places that, that we're able to go and the doors that we're able to open, it, it's a testament to the great team that, um, that I have around me. There's no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back. Well, we got to have some fun in the next segment. We're going to make fun of Ben Simmons, we're going to make fun of Michael Thomas, we're going to talk maybe a little bit of LSU. Kind of a variety pack segment in the next uh part of play-by-play Play before we get to Brody Williams at noon. Stick around, we'll be right back after this.
3: It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the great new holiday deals at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat today, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. See the spectacular 2022 Dodge Durango with 511.18 off MSRP, now 55,912. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash.
4: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bents RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at bentsrv.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin
5: here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Do Friend difference.
6: you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business.
7: Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free Butterball Turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at 2 dollars per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a Butterball Grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or best choice Grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble.
1: Baby a song
9: you make me wanna roll my windows down
2: and cruise. Oh, just when you thought it was over, Michael Thomas is continuing to throw sticks at um, your favorite radio host. Though not directly today, but come on now. We we know context clues here and we know exactly what he was talking about and who he was talking about. Today, Mr. Michael Thomas tweeted, and let me read it for you so that you guys get the infinite stupidity in full, um, with the, the full uh, impact that it's supposed to have. Let's see. I'm trying to find Michael Thomas on Twitter, and I don't even see him here, which I would probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for society. Um, let's see. Can't guard Mike. I don't know that Michael Thomas's Twitter is even active right now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we found them. We were having some Twitter issues. But anyway, this morning, Michael Thomas tweeted um, at 6 something, like 6.30 a.m. Y'all weird on here. I post, and by the way, none of this has proper uh, proper grammar or like punctuation or anything. Y'all weird on here. I post lyrics and songs, then y'all try to call it cryptic and translate it. I got time today, though. I'm the one who tweeted him over the weekend and said that he's more interested in winning the cryptic Twitter game than he is winning a football game. So the fact that he used the word cryptic, which is a word he probably didn't know before the weekend, leads me to believe he's still a little sour about some of the things that went on over the weekend between us. Mike, here's a couple of things for you, brother. I got time today, though. You have time every day. You have time every day. You're not in game prep. You're not at practice. You're not playing on Sundays. Like, you know when you have the most time, Mike? From 12 to 3 on Sundays while your teammates are playing and you're sitting on your ass because you got a hurt toe. That's when you've got the most time is while your guys are out there competing without you because... Oh, I got a hurt and dislocated second toe. Poor me. And then Michael Thomas proceeded to spend the entire morning berating fans. Not me today, thankfully, but berating fans who are criticizing him. Told one that you can't play football because you don't have the right genetics. Go be a fan where you belong. Told another um, that he looked like the bad guy from Men in Black, the guy who drinks all the sugar. (laughs) Told another, shouldn't you be brushing your teeth this early in the morning? You worry about me. What type of sissy stuff is that? If you define negative energy, or if you look up negative energy or loser personality in the dictionary, there would be a picture of number 13 there. Bro, you are under a $100 million contract. You have done zero over the last three years to warrant that. Are you actually hurt? I have my doubts. But, you know, with that having been said, I never played football, blah, 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 blah. So I don't want people to beat up on me. He probably has had some injury issues. I understand that. But the fact remains the same. The game of football and the fans and the people who are interested in the sport have made you rich unjustly rich by the way, but rich, shouldn't you be more appreciative in spending every, instead of spending every last second of your spare time criticizing and quote unquote doing battle and quote unquote being petty and quote unquote trying to win the argument or trying to win the hashtag, get over yourself, dude, get over yourself. Talking about, oh, man, I'm just over here posting song lyrics, and y'all be talking about, God, I'm being cryptic, blah, 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 blah. I got time today, though. You got time every day. You don't do anything. You don't do anything. Oh, my goodness. This guy's a mess. Get him out of New Orleans. I don't know what state he was born in, but go back to Ohio State, bro. Go back to Ohio State. We're tired of you here, man. We're tired of you here. This guy out of here, bruh. Oh, man. And then you got Ben Simmons, right? And by the way, I just got a text message from Andrew Kiwet. We're going to add him onto our list. We're going to have him on in just a minute here in play by play. The Brooklyn Nets played the 76ers last night. And what was Ben Simmons' homecoming in Philadelphia? I'm over here yesterday giving you the betting pick that I think the Nets are going to beat the 76ers because everybody for the 76ers is injured and out. All of them. Maxie, Harden, Embiid, the three best players for the 76ers are out. And the Nets are healthy, mind you. They have Durant. They have Kyrie. They have Ben Simmons. What happens? The Nets... Dribble down their leg, and the 76ers beat them by nine points. Ben Simmons, bro. <laughs> You're a mess, man. <clears throat> ben Simmons is an absolute mess. He sunk or, or was in the process of sinking the 76ers before they were smart enough to get him out. And then now the Nets are 8-10 and ten and can't do anything with them either. They've already fired the coach. Whose fault is it now that you can't beat Philadelphia without all of their good players? It's a mess, man. At some point, when every situation that you touch is toxic, you're the poison. You're the poison. People aren't poisoning you. You're the poison. That was an embarrassing result last night from Brooklyn. Ben Simmons did his Ben Simmons stuff. He didn't shoot. He had seven shot attempts and scored 11 points. Being paid a maximum contract to, drum roll please, average eight points a game. Ben Simmons averages eight points a game. See, Coach Kylie texted me, said, your best bet is not good. I lost. As I told him yesterday, take the Nets over the 76ers. Blame Ben Simmons, bro. Not me, man. The 76ers had no business winning that game last night. They were without all of their star players, every one of them. They were all out. The Nets were healthy. They had no business winning that game last night, but they did. And who is just another chapter in a long line of disappointments for the LSU guy, and I even have a hard time calling him an LSU guy at this point because I don't know how much we claim him after the way he kind of quit um, his end of his college, uh, collegiate career. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Andrew Kaiwet. It's play-by-play. We're going to bump everything back by about five or ten minutes. So we're going to have Coach Kaiwet in just a second. We're going to have Brody at, oh, about 12.05-ish, then Taylor at about 12.20-ish here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey Giscler here going to the phone lines for the first time. Today we go to the reservation, HL Bourgeois, and we have their coach Andrew Kiowet on the line today. Coach, good morning, man. How are you?
10: morning, Casey. Doing fine.
2: Good, man. Look, rough start to your Thibodeau tournament, playing some quality teams and then losing some close, hard-fought competitive games. Got a chance to get back at it against Struma today, and I'm sure you guys are hungry to take the floor and try to get your first win of the season.
10: No, unfortunately, we don't play today. It was because of Patterson pulling out. It's central. Afoon's
2: oh, play the screen, okay. So you're, play you're right. I'm sorry about that, brother. I did, yeah, okay. And I did read the schedule early, and I just didn't put two and two together. Well, My bad about that. Uh, but give us a rundown, man. Look, I know you got to be frustrated, because I watched you play on Monday, and I, I saw bits and pieces of video clips from your games Tuesday. Um, man, you guys play so well in stretches but then also have stretches that are really, really bad. You know, guys falling asleep and not running back on defense and careless turnovers. It's been polar opposites. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not so great, and the results so far haven't been all that good.
10: Yeah, I mean, it's very frustrating, and you hope you don't lose a young group because we're 0-4 and, and we could, within a blink of an eye, be 3-1. and 1. And unfortunately unfortunately, you judged by wins and losses in sports. And, uh, you know, I I feel like, you know, we are a really young, young, young team. I guess I overestimated our talent because we have some talent, but we're going to have to go through some growing pains. I was talking to, uh, to Coach Latin this morning and last night, and that's the biggest thing. We're going through what he went through last year right now. And you hope the kids continue to buy in, and they have bought in. And, uh, and and you know we told the kids that before before our game last night, and uh, we have to get a lot more consistent with the good stuff. And uh, I think we'll be okay. Uh, we're playing with a half loaded gun right now. We got we got a six four out with a broken a fractured uh, finger, so he's out for about two weeks. We have a big physical six four kid that's had the flu this week. Um, you know we're waiting on a guard in January who's going to really add a ton to us. So, I mean, I think eventually we'll be okay, but the the problem with the the power rankings is we may turn it around come district and it might be too late to get into the playoffs. You just never know. So we got to start winning some games.
2: <laughs> Tell me about that because what you just said there is exactly right, man. It's like in, in the past, 10, 15 years ago, you have a young team. It would have been, okay, let's just go play non-district. Let's take our lumps and let's make sure that when the second semester rolls around, we're ready to go. You guys aren't in that luxury, and look, I don't want to put any undue pressure on anybody, but sitting at zero and four, and you know this, you guys got to start winning some games. Like right now, it's getting late early. You guys are going to have to start turning this around in the next seven to ten days, or the hole might be too big to you know dig out of, as you said.
10: Right, right, and I mean the frustrating thing is, like you said, you know we 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 get annihilated by Ellender, and uh, and uh, and it's things that I know we can clean up. But, you know, I mean, we, we go to overtime with Plaquemine. We lose a game by seven against South Lafourche. We lose last night by six or eight, whatever we lost by. And and the thing is, the, the consistency is missing. But, you know, like, you know, I've been there hundreds and hundreds of times with teams. And last night you're down by six with three minutes to play. And you're playing well and you feel like, oh, we're going to go get this one. And it's like you just you keep finding ways to shoot yourself in the foot. And, and I was I was talking to Henry this morning, and I said we're playing hard, but I always say we're not playing to that next level of hard. We don't know how to kick it into high gear. And uh, part of that is we're so thin right now. I don't know if we have enough energy to kick it into high gear. And then we just we're making some boneheaded plays, and we got. We got some, you know, some, some of the veteran guys making boneheaded plays, and that's what's frustrating. Um, you know, one kid who's just I, – I don't like pointing kids out, but but Chris Coleman is phenomenal. Yep. And uh, he's doing exactly what we said. I don't remember what he had against against South the other night, but he had 29, 30 points. And you look up and you say, man, was that quiet. Because the kid's busting his tail playing defense. He's – He's actually playing almost too unselfish, but he's doing the right things. And, uh, you know, and I, and I talked to his dad the other night. I mean, he's in his junior year. I said the only thing he's got to do, he's just got to get stronger and, and can't do anything about it right now. But in the offseason, he's got to really commit to the weight room and get 20 pounds on him if possible. I mean, and then I'm going to tell you what, then you won't be able to stop him at all next year if he can get a little weight to him.
2: You guys are going to be taking on Jesuit at home on Monday. I know that's going to be a challenge. They're awfully good. Then moving to the Santa Montt tournament, what are some things you guys are going to be working on between now and then to try to start finishing these games? Look, you touched on it a minute ago. With the exception of the Ellender game where they put it on you good, you guys could be 3-1. and one. Like, it's 0-4 and, and it looks bad, but it could also be 3-1. and one. You guys are in these games and are just not finishing them. What do you guys got to do to kind of reverse that and start winning some of those close ones?
10: Well, first of all, I told the kids, you know, look – it you know, I told him this before the game and I reiterated after the game. We're miles away but we're we're inches away from being a good team. So I mean we just gotta we gotta continue to work. Uh all you can do is work. And uh, you know, try and shore up some of the things you're doing. We gotta get I, I told you that at the start of the season and that's kinda always been an Achilles heel hours and we we gotta rebound the ball better. I mean I think I think if we you know when when we played South of Fuchs the other night we were up like 10-4 or something and i feel like we you know not obviously not that you got them reeling or anything like that but i mean i felt like we were playing really really well and they come down about three straight possessions and get multiple shots every time and then all of a sudden it's a it's a close game and then they kind of take off and and i remember in the third quarter we had about a, they had about a 12-0 run about the middle of the third quarter we took it from 22 down to four. Well, you gotta, you got to quit digging yourself holes. And I don't think – I mean, you know, you're obviously going to continue to work on stuff, but I think it's more the mental aspect. And, I mean, we gonna, we're going to start playing our young kids. we we got two freshmen that are phenomenal, uh, you know, and, and Kadar Mitchell and Justin Ward. And, you know, they're probably going to start starting for us because it just – you know, there's no time like the present. And, uh, you know, we just we got to get rolling and hopefully we can get some of this injury and sickness bug behind us. And I mean, and look, you got to play. We'll have to play pretty much error free basketball to beat Jesuit because they're not going to beat themselves. So you got to do things. And, you know, and then, you, like you said, you go to the Santa Mar tournament, you play three quality teams in Denham Springs, Santa Martina, and Broadmoor. I mean, it doesn't get easy for us. You know, that's for sure. So we just got to shore up and play.
2: Man, look, we talked about this in the preseason and then also at media day, and now that I've seen the teams play for a week and a half, two weeks, we've got some good clubs in this area, man. Central Lafouche, who, who beat you yesterday, they're really strong. Uh, the Tarpons are, are are playing better than maybe some people expected. Ellender's got it rolling. Terribon, I think, is really good. was really good. I still think you guys are really good. Man, there's a lot of depth of talent. There's a lot of parity in the Bayou region this year
10: forget about thibodeau play the other day thibodeau's really good absolutely and i know they lost to ellen last night but 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 and and tony's tony's gonna have them rolling by the time district comes to you know and look and I, I i like i really do like the powerpoints. i don't have a problem with it but like you said it just it doesn't favor a young team and that has to go through growing pains and You know, you used to, like, you know, to go back to that, you used to talk about three different seasons, you know, your preseason, your district season, and your postseason. Well, you really don't, you only have two seasons now. You got the regular season and you got the postseason. And, uh, I mean, we just, like you said, we just got to find a way to shore it up. Somehow come squeak out some wins. Um, you know, we beat, we beat Jesuits ninth grade, uh, over the weekend. So hopefully that's a good sign. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just we just have to keep playing and keep rolling.
2: Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, brother. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, man. Same to you. As Coach Andrew Kiowa with H. L. Bourgeois. They're good. Let's let's make no mistake about it. They're good. They're 0 and four. I don't care about that. They're good. They're losing the quality teams. But what we just talked about with him a minute ago is very relevant. You can't dig a hole in division one. You start off two and seven, whatever. Hey, you, you're going to have to play mistake-free basketball and not have any slip-ups the whole rest of the season. Uh, so they're in a situation now where it's go time, and it's go time right now. And they've got to play Jesuit on Monday. That's tough. Then go to the Santa Monica Tournament. That's tough. They better start finding some wins because if not, you're going to dig a hole that'll be too much to dig out of. It's play-by-play on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to Brody Williams of the South LaFouche Tarpons here on KLEB.
9: The
2: Moose Tarpons are off to a strong start to the boys basketball season. They're two and zero after getting a win over Southside yesterday, pushing a ticket into the finals of the Thibodeau Thanksgiving Classic. That'll be at six thirty against the Ellender Patriots. We have their coach, Coach Brody Williams, on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you?
0: Doing well, Casey. How are you doing?
2: Good, bro. I know you got to be super proud, man. Though you're facing a really good Southside team yesterday. Second game of the season and man you show up and play well and get a big win. It's going to be a win that's going to end up giving you guys a ton of power points. I talked about that earlier in the show. Southside's going to win a bunch bunch of games. Really really big one for your crew, man. I know you just got to be super jacked up about it.
0: Yeah, I told the kids I was super proud of of the way they executed, you know. Uh they executed the game plan. They, you know, that we didn't turn the ball over as much. We handled pressure. Uh, we knew they were going to come with a very strong man-to-man defense. We struggled in the beginning, but we settled down, you know, and uh, they really stepped up to the occasion. You know, Brandon Daniels had a great game. Uh, it felt like he scored 40, but he had 27, which is still, you know, good, and some other guys stepped up. I mean, Hayden Collie scored. Uh, Austin LaFont scored, I think, six or eight points, you know, and, and that's what we kind <clears> of, <throat> going into the season, that was a point of emphasis. You know, B.J. Kane scored 60 points a night, and um, if we have other guys that can fill those roles like, like they did last night, Nick Colvin had, had a good bit. Uh, I'm just super proud of the guys. They played well. They played together. They played team basketball. Um, and we're lucky enough to come out with a win.
2: What was the mood like in the locker room it was look after Monday night, I was in the locker room and you know, it is what it is. You told the kids, Hey, I'm happy we won, but I'm disappointed with a lot of things that we did was a little bit more jovial last night where it sounded like you know as we were saying you thought that you guys played much better on Tuesday than you did on Monday
0: yeah it was it was very uh exciting. I think the kids were, were jacked up. I think they were uh, they knew that it was a big game and that was a good opponent and I mean you know Southside's missing some guys and uh, they're gonna win a ton of games. you know they're gonna probably win 20 plus games and uh, kind of talked about how that was just a you know a good start to the season uh, get this thing rolling, you know, start to believe and buy-in that's, you know, that's a big thing. You know, you start losing early, you get, you start losing some kids and it might start questioning things, but when you have some success early, that's good for the buy-in of, of the program and, of, uh, and what we do schematically and stuff. So hopefully we start to, you know, get, see that snowball effect and start to see those kids, uh, really buying in and believing and, and playing team oriented basketball and, uh, Hopefully, we can add another one uh, tonight.
2: Now you got to take on the Ellender Patriots, a team that's kind of been a thorn in the Tarpon side over the last several years. They got a win over Thibodeau. That's going to be more pressure defense. That's going to be more explosive offense. Uh, give us a rundown. What are some things you guys are going to have to do well today to try to get the win over the Patriots?
0: Uh, anytime you play Ellender, they, they just they're so good in transition, and I mean. If you let teams score layups in transition and shoot wide open three pointers in the half court, and, uh, that's not a good recipe to win. So, uh, th- one of the main focuses is to get back on defense, limit their transition points, uh, and then in the half court, uh, they got some shooters and they got some one guy number one Hampton. He's a really really good shooter. He can create off the dribble. Uh, we're gonna you know we want to try to limit his outside touches and, and some of them other guys. You know, they get streaky? And, and they get when they get streaky, they get in that rhythm, it, it, that up-and-down tempo. That's the tempo they want to play. So uh, getting back on defense is the main point of emphasis. Taking our time, slowing down in the half-court game, making them uh, have to play defense for long possessions. Uh, the game can't be in the 60s, 70s. It's going to have to be more in the 40s, 50s uh, for us to have a chance to win the game
2: bro um give us a rundown of you know obviously you don't have to give your full game plan to to the air but how do you try to slow down hampton as you said a minute ago he's a great player he does a lot of the things for them in terms of you know shouldering the scoring load and he does a lot of the stuff even though he plays a different position for them that bj does for y'all how do you try to slow him down
0: we just got to know where he's at at all times and be and be super aware of you know they're going to run sets for him they're going to run some flares for him he's He's going to take the ball on, on the inbounds play. He's going to take the ball out, and we got to know as soon as the inbounds that he's running to, you know, the opposite corner or whatever. We just got to know where he's at. We got to be talking on defense, communicating, uh, and, and we just got to be ready to know that he's going to make some. But we can't uh, we can't allow him to get in a good flow of the game and a good rhythm. We got to, we got to somehow chop you know chop it up for him to where he he's a little bit out of his rhythm, and hopefully that makes him miss some shots.
2: Full disclosure, I was at Nickel State University last night. Didn't get a chance to make y'all game. But I got to tell you, there were a lot of folks who were wearing Colonel Red who were saying and knowing that I was a South LaFouche guy saying, hey, like, man, y'all got a really good player out there, huh? And dude, Daniels is off to an excellent start. He's got 57 points in two games. I saw him on Monday, incredible, Duncan, and you know, going well above the rim and attacking the glass. From what I understand, he was excellent again last night, too, it's a total team effort, but boy, there got to be times where you're sitting on that bench just saying, man, I'm glad I don't have to play against this dude, and I'm glad he's on our side.
0: Uh, absolutely. I was I was talking to Coach Collier after actually after uh, Monday's game, and I said, man, you know, he does some stuff you don't, you know, you would want to correct, but you you got to let him play, because that is the kind of player he is. As many times, he might make a one bonehead decision, or one bonehead play, or take a stupid shot, or whatever. He's... Five other times he's creating and scoring. I mean, he you know he got to be in the game. He's our our nucleus, you know. And you know, one thing I'm very proud of him so far this year is he's been a leader. You know, in that first game against HL, he he fouled out, and you know he didn't pout. He he came on the bench. And he was a leader, and he he was talking in the huddle saying, "Come on, we do this every day in practice. Y'all go do it without me." And and come on, finish the game. Don't turn the ball over. He was just being encouraging to his teammates, which. I was super proud and, 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 and happy to hear that from him because when, he, when he's in that you know, in a good mood, a good attitude, and he, and he got good energy, the whole team follows suit. And I, I think if he stays that way and tries to lead, not only by example and put his play on the floor, but vocally and, and on the bench, I think that's only going to make uh, the program and, and our team that much better.
2: No doubt. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. I'll see you later on today, brother. Good luck.
0: Appreciate it, KJ. Thank you.
2: That is Coach Brody Williams doing an excellent job with the Tarpons. Big showdown matchup with Ellender, man. We talk about power points. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. This game today on November 20-whatever means as much for the power points as the matchup with Ellender in district play. And the one in district play is going to likely have a, a hand in deciding the district champion, but the one right now means every bit as much. He got a big one against Southside, and boy, if you could find a way to beat Ellender today, man, that's power points galore. You would be sitting in a great spot at 3-0 to start your year. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to the Turtle. Taylor Griffin will be joining us here on KLEB to talk about this strong start to the year for the Tarpons. We'll talk some Nichols basketball. We'll talk LSU, the Saints, and everything in between. It's play-by-play on
9: KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.
6: You have a pest control problem?
1: Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads.
5: We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bellchase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
3: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally-owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic. Organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed.
2: Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLB. Casey Jiskler here. It's Wednesday. It's a little after twelve fifteen. That means we're going over to Dufresne, Building Materials, and we're gonna have Taylor Griffin on the line. Turtle. Good afternoon, buddy. What's going on with you? Hey. Good afternoon.
4: How y'all doing today?
2: Good man. Look, yesterday was really cool, man. Biz. Look, and we everybody's seen the social media posts by now. I'm sure. But for anybody who didn't, you know, I did the Nichols game on ESPN Plus. You were doing PA. Abby, who's a LaRose native, was shooting the game for the newspaper. Thomas Roos, who's a South Lafourche graduate, was running marketing over at Nichols. Man, it was just really cool. And I actually mentioned this. I called Coach Brian Colley after the 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 Nichols game went final, and I was like, bro, you'd be proud. Like, you know, your guy Turtle and your guy Thomas, like they're doing big things and made the old coach proud. There was a lot of down the flavor flavor in the gym, and it was cool to see my friends and my colleagues and good people doing good things. Man, that was an awesome night last night, wasn't it?
4: yeah absolutely man i enjoy every minute of it and uh you know you you took all the good sayings and phrases already but yeah a lot of good down to buy you flavor at a you know d1 college basketball event can't ask for much more in this day and age
2: now speaking of college basketball and college basketball level players uh bj daniels is running wild you and i uh, dubbed him the man child when he was in 10th grade and he is not letting anyone down so far in his senior season. In two games, he has scored 57 points. He has several rim-rocking slam dunks. The Tarpons beat a good HL Bourgeois team to open up their year. Hadn't beat Bourgeois in a little bit. Beat Southside last night, who's going to be exceptional. They're going to win 20-plus games. they got Todd Russ as their head coach. Tonight, they're taking on Eleanor in the championship of the Thibodeau Tournament. Bro, our broadcast schedule hasn't started just yet, starting soon. I cannot wait. This is a fun team to watch, and it's going to be a fun year to follow.
4: This, this is going to be a special one, man. We, You and I have done some very fun, very special seasons together. Uh, man, especially, you know, uh, even those exciting uh, girls' seasons, you know, the, the Trey of Bruce years, the going into the playoffs as a four seed and just being dominant. This South LaFouche boys' basketball team, We've said it on the air multiple times. We've said it during games. We've said it on this show. We mean it. This is not a joke. PJ Daniels is the best player in South Dapush history since Clarence Moore. This is this is his last year. This is it. You have to make the time, make the effort, spend a little little bit of money that it costs to get in the gym. I guarantee you it is worth the price of admission and everything plus more. This dude is something special, of absolute phenomenal talent that is worth every bit of what we what we spend to go to the game, every bit of the time we take to go support the Tarkins. He is
2: great. And you know what's crazy, bro, is – and Brody, I, I had Brody on in the last segment of the show, and, and he echoed this, and, and he wasn't just coach speak. He wasn't just saying whatever sounded nice. On Monday he fouled out. And South Lafouche was beating Bourgeois by uh 20-some points. And the Bourgeois, without BJ on the floor, cut it to like five. And like everybody's getting super tense and super, you know, anxious, like, oh man, are they gonna blow this to open up the year? And BJ's not on the floor. He was the biggest cheerleader in the gym. Look, he would be the first one, probably to admit, early in his career, 10th grade BJ, kind of a little pouty, at times a little moody. He was a leader. He kept saying, come on, guys, like we do in practice. Come on, finish it out like we do in practice. And the Tarpons hung on, made plays. And, bro, that's that's bigger than the 30 points that he scored in the game. Just that leadership, man, that's awesome to see. You don't see a whole lot of that anymore.
4: Yeah, yeah. you absolutely correct on that, man. That's that's a testament to his parents being raised right in the home. That's a testament to Coach Colleague having him for his first couple of years and, you know, it's all bigger than basketball. I mean, you, you know, you, you hear that phrase a lot, but it's real. It's real life. Like molding these boys into young men and teaching them life lessons every day and, you know, getting the best out of them. And then it's, it's carried over to coach Brody Williams. Now it's, it really means something. It really works. It's powerful. And, we're seeing it unfold right before our eyes. The dude is a senior. He's a leader. He's a grown young man. And he knew his mind clicked the right way. Like, uh Oh, I just filed out. I can do nothing on the floor physically for my team for the rest of the game. I'm not letting my energy drop. I'm not letting my heart drop. I'm not letting my care and love for my brothers out on the floor drop. And I'm doing everything I can within reason to continue to help this team to win. And that's what he did. And that is that is extremely powerful. And that is, I mean, every positive com- compliment you could give as far as this program continuing to roll in the right direction. I mean, it starts with him, senior leadership, B.J. Daniels. Can't, can't say enough good about him right there.
2: You uh, were certainly in a college locker room for several years. And, you know, look, I called the game last night. You were there. BJ could play for Jarvis Christian without a doubt, and I think he could play for Nichols without a doubt. Like this is a guy. Like I'm not going out on a limb. I don't think saying this. Like I don't know what his plans are. I don't know what he wants to do, but like he could play at the next level. Can he? Like I mean, look, he's now a, a solid six four, six five. Could shoot from the outside. He used to have a little baby fat. He's lean now, so like he has that guard, small forward type build. Like this is a guy who could realistically play at the next level, right?
12: He
4: definitely can. And, you know, for anyone out there listening and maybe hanging on the edge of their seat waiting on my opinion on this, um, if you are kind of good enough and you have the desire to truly make the sacrifice and do it, there's somewhere, it may not be D1, it probably won't be D1. There's D2, D3, JUCO, NAIA. There's all these different levels to college basketball. You can find a home somewhere if you're willing to travel, if you're willing to live somewhere else, if you're willing to give some things up. It might be two hours away. It might be five hours away. It might be eight states away and 50 degrees colder every day. But there's certainly a home for you. B.J. Daniels could have found that home about a year and a half ago. But now, at the level he's playing – Yes, he would be an immediate impact player for that Jarvis Christian team that we saw last night. And that's right there in Texas.
2: Yeah, no doubt do about Daniels,
4: that. If he gets on the floor tomorrow in a Nichols jersey, do I think he could start and be an immediate impact guy? Eh, probably not. would take some time to develop and get better and get used to their system. and get. But do I think he can get in a pickup game with the Colonels just go back and forth and blend in and look like he belongs? Yeah, absolutely. He's
0: You you would
4: not be able to tell the difference of whether or not he actually should be on that team as an outsider looking in, just walking in on a pickup game. No, I, I do think he's good enough. Now, that could take time to develop into uh, a major impact player down the road, sure, but, yeah, just do I think he'd fit there? Yeah, I think he could. I, I think he could.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that, in my opinion. Let's talk some LSU. The Tigers get the win over UAB. Now they move to Texas A&M. They're the number five team in the country, which has caused all these people in the West Coast, oh, bro, we only got one loss, and y'all got two. Why are y'all ahead of us? And blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to ask you the question, if Ohio State and Michigan is close, and it's not a blowout that'll knock one of the teams out, if TCU wins out, if LSU wins out, if USC wins out, Are the Tigers going to get into the postseason? Uh, Yes. I think so, too.
4: That is a such a tough 50-50 coin flip, and only leaning the 51% to yes, simply because, just like the commercial says, it simply means more. And when I, it's the sec bias which is a good thing here i think lsu continuing to run the table if they could beat georgia in a straight up heads up fashion no controversy no nothing um i I say that like it's a wwe program and we're expecting a run-in and a (laughs) check if they could if they could if they could win and there's no controversy and they could beat georgia straight up um Yes, I think that carries just enough weight that winning late against big teams means a hell of a lot more than losing early against lesser teams before you find yourself as a program. I do think they sneak into that four spot. And if they do win out and they don't sneak into that four spot, as, as pissed as I would be as a fan, I could slightly understand, like, well, yeah, they shouldn't have lost the first game, and maybe we'd be in a better position. Like, I'm not going to just completely write off the college football playoff poll as just not being credible anymore if LSU doesn't get in by winning out. But, like, it's it's literally that close.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um you know, I guess the only comeback that LSU fans would have perhaps is LSU's strength of schedules fourth, USC's is like 42nd. And you know, oh they're they're talking about how they got a quality win over UCLA. UCLA beat South Alabama by one. And then they're talking about oh well, we got another quality win coming Saturday against Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost to Marshall. It's like I, the schedules don't stack up. And that's where the argument comes is that yeah, LSU does have two losses and USC has one. If USC played LSU's schedule, guess what? They'd have four losses. I guess that's where my argument lies there.
4: you absolutely correct. I just don't think that people pulling the strings and making the decisions may not all sympathize with that opinion. And you know what? we we talking about this, you know, quality win this, quality win that, but uh, LSU is not the same team they used to be. And for sake of friendly argument against the point you just made, Hey, Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Yeah, no, just straight up, Notre Dame sucked the first three games of the year. Right now, this is not the same Notre Dame team. Yep, yep. That that started off this season. So you, we got to take we got to take the bad with the good here. If we're going to say this is not the same LSU team, you you really uh, pre- pretend to be an outsider looking in. Pretend to be an unbiased r- reporter here. It, it's, it's the same situation. This is not the same LSU team. This is also not the same Notre Dame team. So if USC beats Notre Dame this week, that's a quality win. That's as much of a quality win as LSU being a quality team right now because it's not the same team as they started this season. And I think, I think that situation may hurt us. That's obviously not me being – I'm not being an LSU hater or doubter. No, I got I'm here. you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just keeping it real.
2: I got you, I mean, but look, the the big trump card and the elephant in the room is that for LSU to be in this situation for it to matter, they would have to beat Georgia and I think that'd be the ultimate trump card. Like you can't have an SEC champion that beats both Alabama and Georgia in the same year and not have them. in. I just don't think that's possible.
4: You're right, and that's why I originally stated I'm leaning 51% yes. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's tough, but yeah, it's uh an excellent point you beat alabama and georgia in the same year you can't ignore it someone you know if georgia stays in the top four after losing to lsu how do you exclude lsu after beating georgia
2: well this thing georgia
4: georgia's not gonna fall to five if they lose to lsu
2: this thing could really be a mess can it boy i could see everybody being angry by the time this is all said and done uh, one thing that we're not going to be angry about is I don't think the Saints are making the playoffs. They've got to take on the 49ers on Sunday. Um, Look, man, everybody was – well, not everybody, but some folks were kind of jacked up as New Orleans got the win over the Rams. You know, a little bit of revenge for what happened in that playoff game, whatever it may be. They're now 4-7. and seven. The Rams are a wreck. They won the Super Bowl, but have been a complete wreck all year long. Now you're taking on the 49ers, who might be the best team in the entire NFL they're nine-and-a-half-point favorite against New Orleans. Bro, on paper, this just looks like a Sunday where the Saints are going to just get the heck beat out of them against a very hungry and very aggressive 49ers team. Am I wrong? Do the Saints have much of a shot in this one? I just don't see it.
4: <laughs> You're not wrong at all. Uh, am I going to watch? Yeah, of course. I'm a Saints fan. What else do you do on Sundays? But, man. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it being an easy go for the Saints. It's uh it's just simply one of them years. Um, I don't even I haven't looked at the Saints injury report yet. I don't even know if that's come out yet. Is Cam Jordan has Cam Jordan's eye better yet? I don't know. Uh, is Alvin Kamara healthy? He should be. Uh, you know, is everyone all right? Is, is Michael Thomas's Burns improved yet? Any bit, you know, from from this week's Twitter war he's been on with this uh, random mystery fan. I don't know, but you know, who knows who's going to be healthy, who's going to play this week. But no matter what happens, I just don't see the Saints coming away with a win Sunday.
2: Dude, one thing that's really cool and kind of shifting to talk a little bit of college basketball, and, and it's something we don't do often, I'll ask you about women's college basketball, really not much about the women so much as LSU. Bro, you, you spend money and you invest and you get Mulkey. And a lot of folks are wondering, like, why would Mulkey leave something established at Baylor and come to Baton Rouge where it's a little bit of a mess? And that's because someone like Mulkey thinks, hey, wherever I go, that success is going to follow me. Last year, LSU made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Really, I had no business being there. This year, Taylor, they're 5-0. Oh, they've scored more than 100 in all five games. They haven't won by less than 50 in any of their five games. And, oh, yeah, earlier this week, they just the ink is still not even dry. They just finished off the number one recruiting class in the entire country, which featured a signing from the number one player in the entire country, Boy, talk about it not taking long. In just about a year and a half, Mulkey has turned LSU into probably one of the handful of three, four, five best women's college basketball programs in the country. That's why you spend the money, brother.
4: Dude, that is that is huge for the Lady Tigers. I did not realize the recruiting took off that strong already, but yeah, it's uh these players want to play for the best. I don't I don't know what her recruiting style is. I've never I've never heard. And I'd like I'd like to hear I'd like to, you know, watch some sort of segment of like a camera in the locker room or a camera in a meeting. I I want to hear what she does to motivate uh, her players, because I've never got an opportunity to hear that before. There's got to be something special there. There's got to be something that makes these girls click and, like, oh, my God, this is the best. I'm going to play for the best. I don't care what color jersey, what town, what state. The success, obviously, has followed her, like you said, man. That's that's something really special. I I didn't realize how strong uh, the recruiting – and the signings took off already. But that is that is incredible for LSU women's basketball. Um, I'm excited about the season. I can't wait to see what they do.
2: No doubt. We got Survivor Series this weekend on the WWE side. We got two War Games matches, um, including the Bloodline featured in the men's match against Sheamus and his guys with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens in there. Also, we got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Ashka, Mia Yim, Uh, Versus, and one other uh, partner versus damage control, Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Um, We've also got Seth Rollins versus Lashley versus Theory for the United States title, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Uh, What do you think, man? Like, I'm going to be watching because it's War Games. I'm cool. I'm interested. I mean, that's cool. I'm interested to see it. The matchups are, eh, they're they're okay, I guess. Um, Are are you jacked up a little bit for the Survivor Series pay per view?
4: Uh, not as much as I feel like I should be war games is going to be cool. Cause I hadn't seen one of those matches in a really, really long time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anyone's messed with it other than NXT. I don't think we've ever seen this in a WWE ring. No. I mean, this was a, this was a WCW thing, right? I mean, right. that was, and, and this is the first time WWE, the main show has picked up on it and made it happen. So, um, yeah, that's going to be cool to see. It's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, anything that drew McIntyre's involved in could go either way. As far as excitement or boredom, eh, we'll see. <laughs> Kevin Owens is supposed to be involved. I mean, he's scheduled to be involved. He, you know, they, they made their thing. And then I read something that he was like real life hurt this week. And they, they talking about a potential replacement. If you can't get healthy, I'm not, I mean, he's, he's money everywhere. He goes, uh, you know, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, that's cool. You know, it's obviously not going to be all about them. You know, their two stables are going to obviously get involved. Um, I think, you know, as boring as Bobby Lashley is sometimes and as just aggravating as Austin Theory is sometimes, Seth Rollins is in that match with them. Seth Rollins is money. He, he's exciting to watch no matter what. So I'm super excited about that. Now, my only thing, the fact that Survivor Series doesn't have so much buildup around it makes me think that this is not the night that The Rock comes back. Yeah. So they're probably saving him for Royal Rumble. Because if he were showing up at the end of Survivor Series, I think the promotion would be a lot heavier. I think it would be a lot more exciting. I think there'd be more premiere matches, more reasons to draw everybody in and make them watch... Um, so the fact that that's not there means there's probably nothing crazy, spectacular, surprising happening. Um, so I'm just going to, yeah, I'll tune in, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it for what it's worth, but that's about where it stops. Probably the least exciting Survivor Series in the last 10 years, but eh, we'll be patient and hopefully some magic happens in January.
2: How much cooler is it that these pay-per-views are on Saturday as opposed to Sunday, bro? But, it's like, i, I watch watching it. I think it's awesome. Like, hey, I don't have to go to bed immediately after the pay-per-view to wake up to go to work the next morning. Like, that's whoever made that decision, gold star to you, because it has been noticeable to me how much more pleasurable it is on the Saturdays versus the Sunday.
12: Yes,
4: yes. I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, and if you like me and, you know, a lot of your exciting TV events – revolve around cooking. I'd much rather make a big mess cooking something cool for a Saturday night event yes. than for a Sunday night event. Um, I mean the only thing I I don't know how T V works and how, you know, how ad spots work, but I mean I could only assume that Sunday night in the past, traditionally, maybe that used to be more of a prime time thing as far as cost of ads and running shows and You're expecting more viewers. Maybe that's why they used to always run it on Sundays. Man, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I could be totally wrong just talking out the back of my brain, not knowing what I'm saying. But uh, I guess now the traditional TV really doesn't hold any weight anymore with the way streaming works and just how we're evolving. You know, everyone's cutting the cord and getting all these other programs and not ordering pay-per-views through their cable company anymore. I guess it doesn't really matter. So the fact that we just pay ten bucks a month to have the WWE Network and watch every pay per view, no extra charge, on Saturday night, yeah, that's incredible. I love it. I'm I'm all for it, and I hope it continues.
2: Last question before I let you go: We've got a mystery partner still yet to be announced in the women's war game match. That's Sasha Banks, right? I mean, like I, I feel like that's a secret that has been not leaked, but it's been rumored. I don't think there's going to be a swerve there. That's going to be the return of Sasha Banks, right?
4: If it's not her, who? I mean, what what's Charlotte Flair up to? That's the only ah, thing.
2: Hey, now that okay, I could see that too.
4: That's the only other wild left field possibility I could think of. It's either Sasha or maybe Charlotte.
2: Hmm. very interesting well brother look we thank you so much for the time hey are you coming to the tarpon game tonight bro
4: um if uh if all is well with the seven week old at home <laughs> and uh my daddy duties are not needed at that time then yeah i probably will come uh the game at six or seven six
2: thirty over at thibodeau
4: six thirty at thibodeau um Yeah, uh, I don't think my wife's listening right now, but if she is, I'll put her on the spot. Babe, text me, let me know what you think. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) I I will make every effort I possibly can, you know, pending uh, the baby situation when I get to the house.
2: Sounds like a winner, bro. If I don't see you a little later today, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for everything, bro.
4: Yep, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to all our listeners and everyone at the studio. And go Tarps, and God bless America.
2: That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job. Hope to see him at the gym tonight. Hope to see all of y'all at the gym tonight. I want a big crowd. I ain't speaking just to Tarpon fans, man. If you're an Eleanor fan, come on out. Like Those boys deserve the support. Uh, They've earned their spot into the championship round of that tournament. Let's go out and support those kids. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's our mailbag and our betting picks as we wrap up this Wednesday edition of Play by Play. We'll be right back after this.
9: The French Connection. The all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November.
3: Check out the many holiday deals at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Test drive the 2022 Ram 1500 with 3750 off MSRP, now 57715. Hurry on over to Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in HOMA. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital Bonus Cash. Must finance through Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP22 non-prime
11: retail bonus cash.
7: wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free Butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a Butterball Grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or best choice Grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble gobble.
8: Want to become a certified baby
2: One segment to go here on play by play. We're not going to have a show tomorrow, obviously. And then also on Friday. So before we dive too much into the mailbag and everything in between, I want to wish a sincere, um, happy Thanksgiving to you all. I mean, this This is going to sound sappy. This is going to sound corny. I am super thankful for all of you. Um, our listenership has grown and it's because of your support that we've been able to, you know, do cool things on this show and keep this show rolling. So we're super grateful for you all, and uh, we're going to continue to do awesome things here on Play by Play. Uh, our mailbag questions today are uh, loaded. We've got some jokesters today. We've got some people interested in Thanksgiving today, and we've got some good ones. If you've got a question for me, I'm at Casey underscore Jisclair on Twitter, Casey Jisclair on Facebook. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter, and also Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. I'm at Jisclair, Casey at gmail.com on my email. And if you got uh, my number or whatever, just shoot me a text, shoot me a call, and just let me know what question that you want to ask. The first one comes from a knucklehead who wants to know, Casey, what's your jersey size? I'll get you an MT-13 jersey for Christmas. <sighs> my rebuttal to that would be this. Okay, thank you so much for your desire of getting me a Michael Thomas jersey for Christmas. Here's what I'll do. I will then take that jersey and I'll wear it. Whenever I go to the state championship games and cover those, because then that would be the first time that a Michael Thomas jersey would be seen on the field in the Superdome in three years. So thank you. Yeah. I'm like a size large, right? Yeah. Give me a large Michael Thomas jersey. I'll wear it when I'm covering the state championship games and it will be the first time fans in that those bleachers have seen that jersey on that field in a long, long time. Thanks for the question, though. All kidding aside, I tell people this, and I've said this on yesterday's show, like the last few days, like I'm in the gym and stuff and people are like kind of nudging one another. Hey, like, hey, is that him? Is that him? Is that the Michael Thomas guy? Like, if you see me and you got a joke, like, don't do it behind my back. Like, I'm not going to be upset if I hear you making your joke. I'm going to laugh. I think the whole situation is funny. Like, there's no, there's no bad blood between me and Michael Thomas personally, I think it sucks that he's not playing and he's robbing the Saints franchise, but I thought his joke was funny. And if you've got a similar joke, then by all means, let me in on it. Don't say it behind my back. I want to hear it because I'm probably going to laugh. I'm not a bad sport. I want to hear what it is that you all got to say, but it's probably pretty damn funny. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, if TCU, LSU, and USC all went out, who's going to the college football playoffs? TCU would be in, which means that it would be down to a choice of either the loser of Michigan and Ohio State, LSU or USC. Um, well, those teams actually would would have to fill two two spots. I think the loser of Michigan and Ohio State would stay in, assuming that it's not a complete blowout, which I'm not certain of. By the way, I do think there's a possibility that Ohio State just beats the brakes off of Michigan and completely washes them into next year. Um, But I'll say this. I'll say this. And and Taylor was kind of giving the dissenting opinion in the last segment, and I respect that dissenting opinion. I just don't necessarily agree with it. USC this season has played next to no one. Next to no one. And they've played two opponents who would even be considered respectable opponents. And they're one and one against those teams, and they've given up more than forty points in both games. They lost forty-three to forty-two against Utah, who is not, you know, the, the greatest program in the history of college football. They've got three losses and they're in fourth place in the Pac 12. And they beat USC forty-eight to forty-five. And so, or excuse me, they beat UCLA. I'm sorry, forty-eight to forty-five. It's a UCLA team that also has three losses and just is kind of in the middle of the pack of the Pac-12. No pun intended. So, my argument for USC would be this: as Buddy Miller is making funny gestures in the mirror. My argument against USC would be this. While it's easy to complain and whine and say, oh, man, you you got two losses, we got one. Had USC played a schedule that included Florida State, that included Tennessee, that included Alabama, that's going to include Georgia, that included Arkansas, that included Ole Miss, you'd have a bunch of losses. You would have more than just one. You'd have more than just two. You'd have three, four, five losses. Because it's a USC team that can't defend Pack 12 offenses. They're terrible defensively. I already told you. They gave up 43 to Utah, 45 to UCLA. They gave up 35 to Cal. Cal is atrocious. They gave up 25 to Arizona State, who's not any good. They gave up 28 to Stanford, who's not any good. 37 to Arizona, who's not any good. You have a great offense with Lincoln Riley, and you have an exceptional quarterback in Caleb Williams. But with that defense, the SEC teams are going to get stops. You're not scoring 50, 60 points on the SEC teams, and they're still going to score on your ass. So guess what? You're going to have three and four, five losses. If if you're USC playing LSU schedule, you would have multiple defeats. Multiple defeats. And I'm not even convinced that they're going to beat Notre Dame Saturday for the exact reason. I think Notre Dame will be able to get them off of the field defensively And I think Notre Dame's going to be able to score on them on the other end. So I don't want to hear about USC. I don't want to hear about USC. TCU's got a gripe. They've won every game they play. I don't think TCU's one of the four best teams in the country. But if you're in a Power 5 conference and you've won every game, hey, more power to you. You deserve to be in at that point. But I don't want to hear about USC. If LSU, of course beats Texas A&M and beats Georgia, which by the way, neither of those things is going to be easy to do. That's a big chore. Like I think fans think fans have kind of lost sight of how like we're so big into the minutia of oh LSU and, and USC LSU and TCU, not realizing that LSU's biggest challenge is winning the next two games (laughs) without question. It's winning the next two games. Listener wants to know, Casey, how was your first TV game last night? It was, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. You know, the, the staff, the production crew, the truck guys, the camera guys, uh, teamwork, man. The The vibe was good. The morale was good. Those guys work super well together and they made my job easy. They told me what to do, when to do it, And all I had to do was just tell you what was happening on the TV screen. It was, it was exceptional. And I, and I look so much forward to doing more of those games in the future. Listener wants to know, Casey, who will be the Saints quarterback next year? Um, It won't be Winston. It won't be Dalton. And I don't think it'll be a rookie. So I think you're going to look to try to get a quarterback on the trade market. That'll be cheap. Like you're not going to be wanting to get one of those guys that'll require three, four, five first round picks. You're not going to be trying to you know trade for Lamar Jackson if he doesn't sign an extension with the Ravens. And I'd be nothing like that. But could I see um, a Jared Goff in Detroit being cheap and available? Could I see maybe a car from Las Vegas being cheap and available? Uh, Tannehill, maybe. Somebody like that. They'll get a veteran who's better than what they have now, probably, and bridge the gap. I think they'll probably draft a young guy in the second, third round. And try to start figuring out what the future is going to be, but I think it'll be a veteran. I think Ryan Tannehill is actually a pretty good guess of who it might be in the future. Casey, what's the best Hubic Pie flavor? Oh, I hope my people are on over at DTB. Uh, not DTB. What am I saying? Uh, bless your heart, nonprofit. I hope those people are not listening, um, because I think it's lemon. I know they're not fans of lemon but I think it's slim. Actually, I see my man Billy Joe just texted asking, what about Tom Brady for New Orleans? Um, I think Brady, if he doesn't stay in Tampa, it's actually a good question and not a bad suggestion. If Brady doesn't stay in Tampa, Bill, I think he's going to end up going to San Francisco. They don't want Garoppolo there. He's from California. They've got big weapons, and they've got some salary cap space. I think that would be his next home. Um, so, I, But best cubic pie flavor, I like lemon. That, that's just me. That's just my preference. I like lemon pie I like uh, lemon cake. I just like that little bit of sourness um, to my dessert. What's your on your Thanksgiving plate tomorrow? Whew, what's not on my Thanksgiving plate tomorrow? Obviously turkey, rice dressing. I'm a big macaroni guy. Um, desserts, you know, I'm a custard tart type of guy. That will be cookies. Um, I do ham. I mean, what's not? I mean, all the traditional stuff. We don't do anything crazy. I think my dad's wrapping like some chicken and bacon or something. We'll have some chicken too. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to gain a ton of weight. I'm going to gain a ton of weight tomorrow. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to have to get all new clothes for Monday. And last question, what is on your, uh, your pick list for the NFL games tomorrow? Um, I'm not going to give you spread picks, but I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win all three. I think the bills are going to win. I think the Cowboys are going to win and give me new England over Minnesota, um, in the last game of the nightcap there at seven 20. So I go bills, Cowboys and Patriots, but I'll say this, don't be surprised The Giants are a big underdog tomorrow, like 10 points. I think that's way too much. I think the Giants will play close to Dallas, um, but I do think the Cowboys will find a way to win on short rest for both teams. NBA tonight, I like the Charlotte Hornets uh, in 76ers to go over uh, 214.5. 76ers don't guard. I told you that yesterday. That's why I gave you the over for the 76ers and the Nets. The 76ers don't guard. I like the over in that game. I like, uh, let's see, I like Boston minus four and a half over Dallas. And the last one that I have on the list here is going to be over 222 and a half for the Nets and the Raptors. The Pelicans are playing tonight against the Spurs. I don't have a read on that game either way. I think New Orleans will win if you want to include that as, you know, a part of a parlay leg or something like that. You can maybe uh, pursue that. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Spend time with family. Look, I got a challenge for y'all, man. Look. In recent years, I lost my grandma and my grandpa. And I spent every Thanksgiving as a kid and even as an early adult at my grandma and my grandpa's house. They're both no longer here. I would do anything to be able to spend another Thanksgiving over there, just sitting down, watching TV, eating, spending time with family. It's not the same without them here. Everybody's kind of scattered now doing their own things or whatever. It's not the same. So my challenge to you tomorrow is this. If there's a relative that you care about, that you're near to, and that you really have a very soft spot and special place in your heart with, but you don't maybe communicate with them as much, call them up tomorrow and either, you know, if they're not doing anything, you think they might be alone, invite them over, invite them over. Say, man, I know, you know, things had been right, but you know, come eat, come eat, come hang out. And on the flip side to that, if they have their own thing and their own plans or whatever and they can't make it, that's okay too. Just chat with them for five, 10 minutes. At the end of the conversation, let them know, hey, man, I love you. I got your back. I, I, you know, If you need something, I'm here. So that's my, my challenge to you all tomorrow. Do that for me tomorrow. Thanksgiving has become too much about Black Friday shopping and, and selfish stuff. Not that I'm saying that you're selfish if you Black Friday shop, but it's become too much about materialistic stuff. It's about what you're thankful for in life. And if you're thankful for someone, if someone's done something for you and you care about someone in your life and you've kind of maybe grown apart a little bit, let them know that you're still there. Let them know that you're still there. Let them know that you still love them, that you care about them. And keep that bridge reopened, right? Keep that bridge reopened because family's precious, friendships are precious, and you can't have too many allies, man. And that's my closing message, and I'm going to try not to get emotional, is that about two, three years ago, I've told you some of this here on the show. I was dealing with some stuff, right? Some anxiety issues, depression issues. I was dealing with some stuff. And if not for my army that pulled me out of that, I couldn't be doing any of the stuff that I'm doing right now. The game yesterday on ESPN Plus and going to these championship games today at Thibodeau and doing this show every day, I wouldn't have been able to consistently be present if not for my army, who I care about and love so dearly. Y'all know who y'all are. So do the same reestablish those connections and let the people that you care about most know that you care i'm out y'all happy thanksgiving we'll be back on monday god bless
9: you're listening to kleb 1600 am and k274 de 102.7 fm golden meadow